Thanks for listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. If you're in the Orlando area, we hope you're able to join us for one of our services. Please check out faithassembly.org for more information or follow us on social media at faithORL. We hope this message will be an inspiration to help you find all that God has for your life. Enjoy the message. Amen. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Come on, somebody. Well, we are elated that you are in the room this evening, and we're believing that over the next few moments as we are gathered, the scripture says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, freedom. The Bible says where two or more are gathered in his name, he is with us. And the reason why that is so exciting is because everywhere Jesus went, something amazing was about to take place. And I believe that Jesus Christ is in this room by his spirit tonight, and we are going to have a powerful encounter with the king that died to set us free. This evening, I'm just going to share an idea that we mentioned a few weeks ago as Pastor Johnny mentioned the idea and the theme and the season that our church is in, a season of overload. And I want to pull out one other additional thought from that text. It's found in Luke chapter 5, verse 4 through 7. They're going to put it on the big Bible behind me. So if you have your Bible, you can go there. And if not, you can look on the screen behind me. Let me read this to you quickly this evening. The scripture says this. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Simon Peter replied. He said, we've worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time their nets were so full that the fish began, that the nets began to tear. The scripture says this, a shout for help brought more partners in the other boat. And as soon as both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. The idea that I want to kind of unpack for the next few moments is this idea where Jesus said, I want you to push out into the deep. I want you to push out into the deep. You're going through the right process. You're going through the right motions. But now it's time to go out into the deep. You see, hear me, friends. The deep is a scary place. The deep is unknown. The deep is a little further from the shore. It's a little further from the safety. And I believe that in this moment, as we are about to step into a moment of prayer, that God is calling you into a moment to step away from the things that you always retreat to. I believe God is calling us into a deeper place tonight. You see, some of us have been in the shallow waters too long. Some of you have been wearing the floaties. Some of you have been wearing the cute little arm floaties for way too long. And God is saying it is time to go on to the deeper things of his word. You see, in the shallow end, it's easy to have one foot in and one foot out. God is calling you to deeper places. Somebody say deeper places. I believe that he has more promises for you to reach And the moment they leaned in and not on their own experience and they trusted the voice of Jesus, they stepped into obedience. Here's the key tonight, and I want you to write this down. Obedience sets you up for overflow. Friends, I believe that God is calling us to go into a place that is unknown. And I know it's an unknown place to you, but God is there. I have good news for you that we can trust our Father, that he will get us to the next level. You see, these men were given a test and they passed it. They went to new levels and accomplished more. They trusted, they were trusted because they passed that test 
and they had greater influence and impact. Am I talking to somebody tonight who wants to have a greater influence for the kingdom of God, who wants to have a greater impact for the glory of God? Somebody say amen. You see, God will test you. And the reason why he puts you through tests is because he wants to know if you can be trusted. If you want God to make you greater and a ruler over many things in our future, we have to be able to steward the small things we have right now. Can God trust you with that promotion? Can he trust you with that blessing that you're asking for? Can he trust you with that spouse? Oh, friends, if you want God to pour out more on your life, he's going to give you some tests because he wants you to know. He wants to know if he can trust you with the blessing he wants to pour out on you. Is anybody receiving that so far? You see, you wouldn't trust things that had not been tested yet. Would you trust a seatbelt had it not been tested by the manufacturer? Would you trust an airplane if it had not been tested? Here you go. Would you trust a bulletproof vest if it had not first been tested? No, the reason why we test things is to determine if they are trustworthy. Have you ever felt like God is putting you through a season of testing? The reason why is because he wants to trust you with more blessings, more favor, and more abundance. Our God is calling us to greater things, but friends, if you want to unlock greater things, we've got to walk in obedience. We've got to put to death the compromise on the inside of us. Are you with me so far? I'm reminded of a man in the scripture. His name was Abraham. He left, the scripture said, his fa- he left the land of his fathers, and he went to the place where God told him to go. And the scripture says that he trusted that God would be, for the first time mentioned, Jehovah Jireh. Moreover, because of that deep sense of obedience, God poured out a blessing on Abraham that could not be contained and each one of us are descendants of. Is anybody ready for God to put you through a test so he can trust you with greater influence and greater blessings? You see, Abraham was tested well and he was trusted with an abundant blessing. God can turn a stone into a fountain. Let me tell you something. The God that we worship can do amazing things. My God can part oceans. My God can make the sun stand still. My God can feed thousands and thousands of people with a handful of food. Our God is amazing. And friends, that is why we have to be so closely in tune to what the scripture is saying. Are you with me so far? We need to remind ourselves that God can be trusted. We need to be familiar with his accomplishments. We can trust God in the unknown waters. Paddle your way into the deep tonight. Overflow is coming. I might be in a place where I can't see, but here's the good news. I know God can see it. Hear me, friends. I want you to write this down, and I wrote this specifically for this moment. We are stronger and safer with Jesus in the unfamiliar than you will ever be in the security of your comfort zone. You see, the enemy is terrified of the church walking in obedience. Because what we say all the time is, what if I fail? What if I fail? What if I try to be great for God and daring and beautiful? What if I try and I fail? Oh, friends, what if you don't fail? Oh, friends, are you ready for me to just drop this like it's hot? We believe the lies of the enemy the first time we hear it. What would happen if we would believe the true things that God is declaring over us like that? Why is it that we believe the lies of the enemy the first time we hear it, but yet the God of the universe has promised you great things and we doubt it every single time? What would happen if we valued the words that God has spoken over our life? I believe greater things would come into our world if we would trust his word and lean not on our own understanding. Stop allowing fear to detour you from your divine greatness. Are you with me so far? But what if I fail? But what if you don't fail? Oh, it's easier said than done. I think that is the lamest thing to say. Everything is easier said than done. Everything is easier said than done. 
We can't keep using our imagination to dream of all the things that could go wrong. Let's use our faith to move mountains and believe that the best is yet to come. Hear me, friends. The world is not changed by the ones that say a lot. The world is changed by those who show up and do what God has placed them on this planet to do. Here's the secret, and I got to let you know this. Failure is a part of the process. Failure is a part of the process. You see, you've been trying your whole entire Christian walk, and we try so many opportunities, we avoid them, we miss them. Why? And here's one of the reasons why. We're trying to avoid failure. Friends, failure is a part of the process. Did you learn to walk without failing? Did you ever fall off your bike before it was time to take off the training wheels? How good at you, how good at you were you at algebra before you first tried, when you first tried? I'm still not good yet. Pray for me, glory to God. I'm so incredibly comforted to know that failure is not final. I love it, Winston Churchill, he said so many brilliant things. He said, success consists of going from failure to failure without the loss of enthusiasm. What was once a failure becomes forward, a forward step that is mandatory for us to grow to the next level. Oh, I wish you would hear what I'm saying tonight. You see, I would rather fail forward into my divine purpose than fail going nowhere and staying somewhere I was not created to. I love what the great Zig Ziglar said this. He said, difficult roads often lead to beautiful destinations. I'm reminded of the story of these two brothers, the Wright brothers. Did you know that when the Wright brothers assembled, tried to assemble the airplane, did you know that they brought two parts of every piece of that flying machine? You know what they were doing? Anticipating failure. And they were saying that even if we fail, we're going to keep trying to change the world. They brought two wings on two left wings, two right wings. They brought two pieces of every part of that flying machine. Why? They were anticipating failure because they knew that they sometimes we have to fail our way towards success. Are you with me so far? Let me express something to you. Can you be brave for 12 seconds? Oh, the reason I mentioned that number specifically, I looked it up today. Did you know that the first flight that the Wright brothers ever had only lasted 12 seconds? Their first flight only lasted 12 seconds. Nevertheless, that was long enough to prove to the whole world that they can do something that they thought was impossible. Somebody's waiting on you to do the impossible. Isn't it amazing that being courageous for just 12 seconds can transform so much? Those challenges can push you into your greatness. Hear me, friends, don't miss it. Go out into the deep waters and trust God in the unknown. You see, a boat is safe in the harbor, but that's not what boats are for. A plane is safe on the ground, but that's not what planes are for. You may be more safe in your comfort zone, but God is calling you to be more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Oh, hear me, friends. Overflow is coming. I love what the Greek philosopher Seneca said. This quote wrecked me the other day when I read it. It says this, I judge you as unfortunate because you never lived through misfortune. You have passed through life without an opponent. No one can know what you're capable of, not even you. Someone is waiting for you to go after God into the deep end. You see, sometimes God will place a Goliath in front of you so you can realize that there's a David on the inside of you. Sometimes the obstacle, it is the way. I'm reminded of this story about this particular tribe. It was an Indian tribe 
And one of the processes of going from adolescence into adulthood was this very scary test. The tribesmen would assemble around a young man and after he had passed certain tests, what they would do is they would then blindfold him in the middle of the night, true story, and they would lead him deep, deep into the dark forest. And as they were going deeper into this forest, the sun was getting lower and lower. And before you knew it, the only thing illuminating the surrounding area was the torches that the tribesmen were holding. Well, they would lead this particular young man against a tree in a particular spot. He was so disoriented. He had nowhere, he had no idea where he was. He was truly in an unknown place. They would lean him against this tree. And then the tribesmen would say, the final test to become a man, to go to the next level, is to stay in this dark, unknown, scary place the entire night. And so as this young man sits there, his heart is racing. His heart is pounding. And all of a sudden, that tribesman, as they're walking away, the flame of that torch gets smaller and smaller and disappears. And he is surrounded in an unknown darkness that he cannot even describe. And as he's sitting there, all he can hear are animals messing around in the distance. Every twig that would snap, every branch that would break, every leaf that would blow, he knew that an animal was just about to pounce on him and destroy him. And that night lasted forever. Have you ever been in the unknown dark place? Well, here's what would happen. Finally, just when he thought he could not make it any longer, the sunrise came. And as the sun came and it pierced across the mountains and like a, a broken avalanche of water, the rays of sun begin to spill into the valley and spill through the trees and the lights begin to lean on his feet and raise up above him. And finally he was standing in the full light of the sun and he was so happy that he passed that test. But then something happened that was so beautiful and so profound. All of a sudden he hears someone say his name. And it was a voice he knew very well. It was the voice of his father. And he turns around in the particular tree that he was leaning against as he looks up there and sees it was his father. And he was standing on top of the tree with his bow and arrow drawn the entire time. You see, this young man was in the dark. This young man was in the unknown place, but he was never outside of the perspective of his father protecting him the entire way. Oh, church, here's what I want to let you know. You can trust God in the unknown places. You can trust God in the unfamiliar. Hold on in those moments. God is with us and he is watching over us. You see, I choose not to be afraid of the unknown. Why? Because I trust a God who knows everything. Would you stand with me all across this room as we get ready to step into a moment of prayer? I'm believing that God is telling each and every single one of us that it is time to step into overflow, that it is time to step into abundance, that it is time to go to the next level. If you're ready, say yes. God would have me remind you one more time to get away from the shallow places. Why? Because it is easy to retreat to the things that always used to retreat to. God is calling us into the deep waters. If you're ready for more, if you're ready for abundance, if you're ready for overflow, lift your hands all across this room. We're gonna pray. And as soon as I say amen, I wanna release every single one of you. This entire room is an altar call. This entire room is a place where you can meet with the Lord. As I, soon as I say amen, I wanna release you into a time of corporate prayer. And I want you to ask God to give you courage and boldness to go places that you never thought you would go before. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. Thank you for joining us in pursuit of growing closer to Christ. Stay tuned for more messages released every week. God bless.